listen, just being brutally honest, I'm a transparent kind of guy, and I, I just like to tell it how it is. I think most people average. And again, that's not. I'm not trying to knock anybody here. I just think that most people will will settle very easily. They get complacent, um, and they're just not pushed, and they don't want to get uncomfortable at all. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance and prosperity in family, faith, finances, and fitness, and so much more on your way to having more. Listen, you hear me say it all the time. Giving is extremely important. It's part of being a man of abundance. It's part of living a life of abundance. It's a huge part of it. But the more you have, the more you can give. The more time you have, then the more time you have to give to share your talents with others and to share your skills with others or just to share your time with others. The more resources you have in money, in connections, in friendships, in all of that, the more resources you have, the more you have to give. And listen, as far as I'm concerned, you know, having success in your life is great. I'm telling you, it's personally, I know from personal experience, being successful and having the successes that you want to be successful at in life, in family, faith, finances, and fitness is great. But in order to live a life of abundance, you have to be able to have enough resources and be beyond successful, be abundant, be in a position to where you can share the resources that you've worked so hard for and that you've been blessed with because of that smart work. Now, one way you can pay it forward today is to share these resources, this resource, the Men of Abundance podcast and all of these conversations. You can share this on social media. You can share it within the app that you currently have. Take a screenshot of, the, of your phone as you're listening to this episode and share it on Instagram, hashtag men of abundance, hashtag abundance, or share it on Twitter, share it on uh, Facebook. There's a link right there in the podcast player. You just click on it where the little share icon and you can share it on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all that stuff. Just be abundant in your actions today. Pay it forward and share men men of abundance with others. I'm telling you, people will come back and thank you for it. And if you're just discovering us after listening to a couple episodes, please listen to two or three episodes before you leave a rating and review because I want you to be able to leave an honest rating and review. If you're getting anything out of listening to these conversations, then go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. It really helps us out in the search engines so that others can find Men of Abundance organically. Now, if you're a business owner, and I know many of you that are listening to this type of show are business owners in some capacity, rather you're thinking of starting a business or you're a seasoned business owner, I assure you there is so much more for you to learn. You are probably very good at what you do in your business, but what most business owners are lacking is business strategies and business marketing. 
there's a big difference between placing an ad on Facebook, in the newspaper, on a billboard, so on and so forth. And I'm not talking about setting up some elaborate funnel campaign. I'm talking about actual strategic marketing. And chances are, if you're like 90% of all the businesses that I take a look at, you're using tactical marketing and not strategic marketing. Now, marketing is extremely important and it's great. And in most cases, it's a long-term return on investment. I can do a couple tweaks within your current marketing without you spending any more on marketing and advertising and get you a huge return in much quicker time. However, as powerful as strategic marketing is, if you're in a position where you need to quickly increase revenues and profits, and I mean like within just a couple months, then you need specific business strategies to implement in your business. Over the last year and a half, I've been working with a team of business strategists who have implemented business strategies and perfected business strategies in over 120 different business models in 24 countries. And I'm sharing many of those strategies on my new podcast, Business Owner Growth. So business owners, go check out Business Owner Growth Podcast. Now, if you're getting on podcasts specifically to share your story or you're getting on stage and you want to speak in one way or another, you're getting on radio, TV, whatever it is, if you're getting out on media and you are putting out your message and story so that you can share your story that leads to your products or services, you absolutely must get subscribed to Business Owner Growth Podcast because in the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be sharing specific strategies that you must be using in order to get a return on on investment. I know you're not getting on podcasts and getting on TV and getting on radio just for the heck of it. You have a purpose and you have a reason. And especially if you're paying for that service or even your time, you want the best return on your time and money, then search Business Owner Growth Podcast on your favorite podcast player or click on the link in the show notes of this episode and get subscribed to Business Owner Growth Podcast. That's where I'll be sharing strategies with you on marketing and business strategies. There's already 16 episodes over there. They're about 15, 20 minutes long, and they're strategies that will move the needle in your business immediately after implementing those strategies. And over the next couple episodes, I'm going to be talking directly to you content creators who are putting yourself out there on podcasts, TV, radio, and so forth, so that you get the best return on your time and money invested. All right, so our future guest today is CEO at Top Class Installations, where he is responsible for setting the vision, managing finances, and building the team. Every day, he is focused on improving efficiency and providing an exceptional customer experience for his clients. He is also the author of Unf Your Business, Stop Business Self-Sabotage by Getting Clear on Your Core Values Now. In 2017, the Top Class team installed 5,000-plus tracking devices for the New York City Board of Education, a project that had a tremendous level of impact for the safety of the children now riding those buses daily, filling Thomas and his team with a deep sense of purpose. Outside the office, Tom enjoys bow hunting, playing with technology, sharing new experiences with his children, and stretching his comfort zone. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Thomas Keenan. Thomas, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm glad to be here. And I'm super excited to be here, man. Just a beautiful day. Where are you at in the world? Uh, I live in Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York. Man, 
that I have not been that far east yet. My wife's got family in New York mm-hmm. in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And I was actually planning a trip towards the end of July, but it doesn't look like it's going to work out. But mm-hmm. um, my wife and I are definitely going to get down there so I can see that part of the family and that part of the world. It's a good time to be here. The summertime, actually from, from now until about, uh, I'd say probably mid-October is a good time to be here. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not a, I live in Florida for a reason. (laughs) Grew up in Phoenix, lived in Hawaii for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I lived in Germany for a while. It gets cold there, but I'm not going to, by choice, live in a cold area. Sure. Or or even, yeah, I'll visit. Yeah, sure. That would be fun. But Mm -hmm. anyhow, but I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, man. What do you have to be grateful for today? Oh, grateful for today, my family, uh, my network, um, the people who work for me. Because without them, everything that I have going on currently wouldn't be possible. Um, my mentors, a couple people who I look up to and lean on very heavily uh, on a very regular basis. Without them, I wouldn't be pushing myself to the areas of uh, being uncomfortable that I'm currently doing. So that's that's what the gratitude for today is. Yeah. You know, as you mentioned to everybody there, it just dawns on me. I have a hat hanging up here in my office. Uh, one of Mike Dillard's hats, uh, he's got a podcast in the community called Self-Made Man. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely no such thing. Don't, no way. No way, no how. No. Um, and anybody who thinks they are self-made, they're just being arrogant and pushing away anybody who got them to where they're at because it's just not possible. I yeah, mean, I not agree. To, not to any level of success or significance for that matter. Sure. And also, you know, if you want to try and go and do it all on your own, if you're a smart enough person, yeah, you probably can. But how long is it going to take you? It's going to take you 10 lifetimes. Absolutely. That's the key right there, man. That is the key. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine, uh, Jesse Cole. He owns the Savannah Bananas and in another uh, baseball team and just an amazing individual. And he has this term called cutting the line. And that's what cutting the line is. Getting the mentors and learning from people, you know, you have to learn from mistakes, but they don't have to be your mistakes. Uh-huh. So it's just, it's, it's the fast track to getting to where you want to go is to ride on the coattails of somebody who's doing it, been there or knows how to coach you yeah. to get there. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Love it, man. So we talked a little bit about what you're doing, who you are professionally, mm-hmm. but here on Men of Abundance, we like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if sure. you would, how would you describe yourself? Uh, good, great question. So, uh, I am a person who, who rarely ever settles. Um, I always believe that you can do better. So if you come to me and you deliver this perfect widget, I always believe that you can go back and, and, and recreate it or retweak it and make it better. You can make version 2.0 better always. Um, I'm a very family oriented guy. I have a, a wonderful wife and three amazing kids, and they're my world. Uh, that's probably, it's cliche, but that's my driver. That's what gets me going and, and keeps things moving. Um, and I'm definitely more of a visionary than an implementer. Uh, that's how I would describe myself. So I can, I can look out and say, oh, wow, I have an idea. I see this is coming up. This is popping. Let's go do it. I am really good at getting the ball rolling, but please don't ask me to do the maintenance work. I love that, man. That is so powerful that you recognize that because I have the opportunity to talk to entrepreneurs and business owners down there every single day, multiple times a day. And when I see an implementer or I see a visionary who's trying to be an implementer, 
Uh-huh. It's like, dude, you're, you're in the game too long. I know it's your baby, but you have to let it go. And I don't mean necessarily sell your business or sell your product, you know, sell what you're doing and give it up, but let somebody else manage it. Go out and yeah. create something new. Uh-huh. You know, that's where your that's where your zone is at. They're miserable and they can't figure out why. And a lot of times that is exactly why right there, because you're a visionary uh-huh. trying to be an implementer and sure. it just you're losing it. Yeah. yeah it took, when did uh, you make that realization and, and what did that do for you? About two years ago. Yeah. Um, so I started working on myself heavily around five years ago. And it took a lot of coaching, a lot of reading and a lot of all that kind of jazzy stuff put together for me to come to this you know, epiphany that really, again, this is, wasn't my idea. <laughs> Somebody else described it and I said, holy shit, that's me. Yeah. And um, that was it, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I've, I've, I've had um, epiphanies just listening to a podcast mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, oh, I had a huge issue going on in my life. <laughs> And this has been plaguing me for years and years and years. And then just a couple sentences was like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. that that brings it all together. That makes sense for the whole bit right there. But the point is, is like what you said is, you know, I, I don't know that I always say I'm not the smartest. I'm, I'm not smart enough to make some of this stuff up. I just kind of take it. And like you said, improve upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what I do, a lot of what visionaries do, in fact, because I'm the same way, is we'll see something that. It's absolutely amazing, but just a few tweaks will make it that much better. Oh, I'm the same way. And then totally. so much and so forth. And I don't say put it out in the. I don't say don't put it out in the marketplace like it is. Do it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's how you're going to find the imperfections. Customers are going to tell you. Yeah. Um, and then you can you know make adjustments as you can. But yeah, absolutely, man. That's a huge um, goal for a man to make, or a huge uh, realization for a man to make. Mm-hmm. I agree. Very cool. So one of the things that we like to bring up here on the show and that I like to know personally uh-huh. is a kick in the gut moment. And the reason why is because I, talking to so many people and just seeing people around town and stuff, one of the things I hate to see more than anything is a man who's been kicked and stayed down. Uh-huh. We all have kick in the gut moments is what we do with those experiences, what we learn from them and how we grow from them that makes the difference between um, being st- stay kicked down success and significance and ultimately abundance. Sure. So if you would share with us one of those kick in the gut moments and mm-hmm. really make us feel that. Yeah. Well, um, like, like I'm sure all the listeners here, I have a lot more than just one. Uh, <laughs> however, yeah. the one that, that sticks out in my mind most, because it's probably the most recent. So I have twins who are two and a half years old. They're going to be three in September, uh, a boy, girl twins. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when my, twin son was six months old. It was the middle of February. We were literally in the middle of a blizzard here in New York, two feet of snow falling, road shut down, like the town's shut down. You're not doing anything, you're not leaving the house, nothing. And he wasn't feeling good. Um, And basically what wound up happening was he had an intestinal blockage and it wasn't feeling good for a couple days. And we were keeping an eye on him closely. And of course, the night when Mother Nature wants to speak her mind is when, you know, the, the real shit hits the fan with him. And he's, you're looking at this kid and, and as a parent, you're like, eh, something's really not right. And we need to take action now. Not in a minute, not in an hour, not when the snow stops now. And um, my wife uh, loaded up my son in, into her Jeep and she drove to the hospital. She left me home with the girls. 
And uh, that includes my, my female dog, who is a perpetual three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I, uh, I had to mend the family. And what this did was, so long story short, my son wound up going in and he had to have emergency surgery to clear this blockage. So um, when something like that happens in your life, nothing else matters. So you f- your focus is, okay, I need to take care of my son, my family, my daughter, my wife, whatever it is. <clears throat> and, um, you know, being a business owner, that could be a blessing or a curse at that point in time. And I can't stress enough how important it is to the business owners here or the, the business owners who are looking to become or the entrepreneurs looking to become business owners to work on your systems and processes and start delegating. Because if I hadn't done that the years prior to this incident popping up in my life, my business would have been shut down for the two weeks that I was out. Yes. And I have a partner in my business. Uh, he's, he's a very helpful guy and, and I have a great relationship with him. And I remember driving to the hospital and um, my mom had driven, come to my house to watch the kids. <clears throat> and I headed to the hospital to go with my wife while my son was going through surgery. And I remember calling him and being like, Hey man, <clears throat> um, got a problem. And uh, I, I like, this is, it's serious. Like uh, here's the situation and I'm gone. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't email me. I don't care if the business is burning down. Just take care of it. You, you and, and the, and our employees just take care of it. And when I'm ready to come back, I'll come back and I'll, I'll do my thing. And that's pretty much the way it worked. You know? Yeah, that's extremely important. You know, so many, uh, first off, I can, can't imagine going through that, having three boys of my own uh, and, you know, having our own kick in the gut moments in that regard. Mm-hmm. But on the business side, it's just so hard to see these business owners. Basically, they they own a job. They mm-hmm. own a low-paying job at that um, because they don't have those systems in place. Yep. And in your You've got your book, Unfuck Your Business, which I love, uh, Stop the Business uh, Self-Sabotage. What are you seeing that a lot of these businesses are doing to sabotage their own business? Mm-hmm. And what's the fix for that? Or a, I know there's multiple fixes for yeah. that, but what's one that you see that's working with in that scenario? There's multiple rabbit holes to go down for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the, the fix to it or the, the one fix to it, uh, and that, that the book is based around the whole premise of you need to get clear in your core values. If you don't have any core values in place, how do you know what's what? How do you know who's a good customer, who's not? How do you know basically your core values are your guiding principles? And that could be for yourself personally and or your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, without them, I mean, how do you make a decision? You know, and everyone has core values. Most people don't have them documented. They're not clearly defined. Mm-hmm. So once you clearly define these core values, you, you you basically put them in place as the doorkeeper within your business. He's he's the, the your, your core values are the bouncer at the nightclub who only allow certain things in and out of your life. And um, I see that a lot of small business owners will take on any job because they look at the money. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's a good job or bad job, whether it aligns with their core values or not, they're taking on that job, and they're miserable sometimes doing the work, or they don't give it their all because they don't align with it. You know, um, a lot of that stuff pops up and I'm speaking from experience. This is my second go around in business. My first one crashed and it crashed and burned real hard five years into it. And it left me, I started my first business. I was 21 years old. 
I ran it for five years and I, I, I would go back and do it all over again because I learned so much from it. But at the end of the day, when I closed the doors, I was 80 plus thousand dollars in personal debt mm. um, from not knowing anything about business. You know, I was the typical technician who owned a job. Right. I was the best at everything that I did. I was the only one who could do it. You know, I'm not going to waste my time teaching you how to do it because the amount of time it takes me to teach you, I can just go and do it and I can do it better than you. Absolutely. And it's yeah. just it's just a trap. It is. It is. A, it is a trap. It is a trap. I'm just re- referencing in my head so many books that reference that mm-hmm. and my own personal experience as well. But back to values, which I totally dig and 100 percent agree with. You know, you've got your personal values and you've got um What's the other term that that I use that I've used before? The uh, institutional values, mm-hmm. and you gotta you have to. They can they can be the same. They can be combined, but if you're and correct me if I'm wrong based on on what you're talking about in your book, mm-hmm. but if you're you have your business values, if your employees don't understand those business values, what's the impact on that? Sure, well, your employees have to share those values. Mm-hmm. is pretty much what it comes down to. I find that um, when your employees don't share those values, that's when you have problems with that employee in particular. Right. Yeah. And that's how your company, sometimes it gets as, as bad as uh, you ending up on the front page of the newspaper on the you know, front of Facebook yep. uh, com- uh, conversations, because somebody in your organization did this, that, or the other, but guess what? Right. It wasn't that individual that did it. Mm-hmm. It was your organization and ultimately you. Yeah. Yeah, your employees are an extension of you. Absolutely. They're an extension of you. You know, I'm I'm wearing a top-class shirt here today. My Mm -hmm. technicians, they go out into the field. They interact with customers. They're wearing top-class shirts, T-shirts, hats. You know, um, we're branded, you know, purposely. You know, so when you go out there, you better behave in accordance to our core values and our principles because you're an extension of our family and you're representing us. You're the one who's going face-to-face with the customer. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some good news stories coming out of what you're doing within your business is mm-hmm. one thing as well, but I'm really interested in what, what are the good news stories that are coming out of, um, you know, readers, people that have read your book and people that you've worked with in that regard? Sure. Um, not really related so much to the book, to be quite frank with you. Um, so some of the good news stuff, and uh, my number one personal core value is to help others succeed in business. Okay. And that's kind of the reason why I wrote the book. Why is that? Why is that so important to you? uh, You know something? That's a fantastic question. And I've been digging down now for a couple of years to figure out why. And I I haven't pinpointed it. I think a lot of it relates back to when I went out there and started my, my first business, my second business, that there was nobody who was a willing to help. Uh, I, I, I was definitely not around the right people at that point in time. You know, so yes, I was surrounding some, you know, with some other business owners locally, but nobody was, um, was on a higher thinking level. And I don't mean that to put anybody down, but if you've ever been around a high performance individual, it's just a different, you can literally feel the energy coming off of that person. Oh yeah. As soon as they walk in the room. Yeah, literally. And you know, when you start hanging around with people on that level and you put a, a, a mass of them into a room or at a conference, you know, it's, it's crazy. I saw somebody post on Facebook yesterday. Um, you accidentally walk into a room full of billionaires. What do you do? I responded, that wasn't an accident. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I did that on purpose, baby. Yep. Um, but what happens after that? Hey, who knows? I agree. Uh, definitely start some conversation to just shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for one, observe. Observe. Yeah, I do agree. And you'll find that some of them aren't as happy as you'd think they would be, uh, just from personal experience, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I agree. And I think that all goes back to what we started this podcast with, which is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've lost their, their fu- they're not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go, that's a whole other rabbit hole we could go down <laughs> for sure, man. Because uh, I do have the opportunity to talk with people of all economic levels. And there's happiness and grief on both ends of the spectrum, man. Sure. So, the uh, let's talk a little bit more about how you got your business started. Mm-hmm. Uh, your first one failed. What was your first business that didn't do too well? So five uh, years. I mean, you stuck around for quite a bit, and you were yeah. that's back when you was that visionary. Didn't realize that you wasn't an implementer mm-hmm. back then. I'm sure. Yep, totally. Had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't learn that until halfway through my second business. Uh, <laughs> so my first business, I was 21 years old, and um, I was a car audio installer. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. West Coast Customs and all that fancy stuff you yeah, guys yeah, on yeah. TV. That's that's what I did. I, I put electronics and accessories and audio gear into cars uh, on a professional level. You know, high-end vehicles, low-end vehicles, everything in between. You know, stereo systems, remote starts, alarms, uh, audio video systems such as TVs and stuff. And um, it was a true passion of mine for a very, very long time. And it started to fizzle out as I got into my second business. Um but uh, that's that's what I did, and uh, I was I was totally diehard for it. I was bitten by the car audio bug at a very young age, and I immediately knew that that was what I was going after, what I wanted to master. And I did everything I could between the age of I would say seventeen and probably almost thirty years old to become the best car audio installer that I could. Wow! Yeah. Well, that makes sense then transitioning into top class installations because it's. Mm-hmm. Not audio, but it's kind of the same, you know, installations into vehicles and whatnot. And what specifically are you doing there? So in top class installations, uh, we install GPS fleet tracking and dash camera systems. So we actually don't sell any of the product. We are a third party installation vendor for some large um, companies, Verizon's, Teletrack, Navman's, company called NextTrack. And some of these companies are huge names that you recognize. Some of them aren't you know, common household names, but they're typically owned by uh, bigger companies, you know, such as Michelin, Continental. So there's there's real big players in this space. Um, it's an industry that has just boomed over the past couple of years, and there is a huge potential uh, for growth. And um, we are in a dire need for skilled installation technicians to come into this field. There's more work right now than than we can handle. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Cause you're working, I'm looking at your website and you're obviously dealing with, you know, fleet vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, school buses and other, other fleet vehicles from various companies and stuff like that. Yeah. What have you brainstormed or have you thought about, or what are you doing to trying to attract? Cause I know there's plenty of kids out there and plenty of mm-hmm. people that have some skills or want to learn the skills yeah. to get into that industry. I'm glad you asked. So a couple things about a year ago, I started up a private Facebook group dedicated to the industry I felt there was a need. Nobody else had done it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i never done this before. I don't know much about Facebook. Let me hop on there. I cranked up this group. And now I think uh, we're just under 600 members, mm. which is pretty cool because it's just a small percentage of the, inst- of the GPS installers in the country. Mm-hmm. And it, this is such a deep niche 
within a niche, within a niche, the industry that I'm in, it, you know, just the fact that there's 600 people that do what I do is like, cool. You know, yeah. but I tell most people I install GPS for a living. They're like, well, what's that? You know, you put those navigation systems on the dashboards of cars. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that at all. Um, oh. So I cranked up this group. And one of my purposes for cranking up the group was so I can go in there and scout who the top talent was across the country. I wanted to go and see who is out there, who knows what they're doing, who is, you know, who can speak up, who's got the installations, chops and skills, who can share knowledge. And at the same point in time, what happened was I think that I started to come out of my shell more as a, as a person, as a business owner. And I realized that I just want to help people in business. So I've been through, you know, some kick in the gut moments, like we talked about earlier. I've been through some some business troubles. I've, I've, you know, whether it's financial systems and processes and place, I've been hit by all of that BS that you get hit with as as a small business owner. And I'm like, you know what? A lot of these guys who are in my field, they're one man shows, and they know that they can make their business, you know, a ten man installation crew. They just don't know the steps of how to get from that one man show to the ten man crew or larger. So I went into this group and I started, you know, shooting live videos and and sharing the systems and processes that we use, you know, uh, getting other members of of the community uh, on on a video with me and going over, hey, man, this is what you do to protect yourself legally. This is what we do for insurance. This is the software we run that has been able to, you know, revolutionize the way that we do business. This is how we automate follow-up with customers. Now, this is stuff that a guy who's typically in the field twisting the wires and putting the gear in the car has no idea about any of this stuff. Right. He might be the, the world's best technician, but he doesn't know about marketing and sales. Right. You know, and um, or systems or business strategies yep. or any of that stuff. And and that's the you know that's the biggest thing that I deal with. You know, dealing with chiropractors and contractors and all this stuff. They're amazing at what they do. Yes. But they're not taught how to run a business or how mm-hmm. to manage systems or how to you know, Corey, you know, any sort of marketing whatsoever. They just do what the next guy down the street's doing. Right. And they think that's good enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 8% conversions. I mean, that's just sad. Yeah, it's low. Yeah. So I found that there's a huge need. And one of the, one of the reasons I found this huge need is because we, we, we struggle still to this day with hiring skilled technicians to come into top class installations. Why do you feel that is? (sighs) Car audio as an industry is kind of dropped off. There's not that many guys out there who are getting into the car audio industry. And, you know, the the glory days of car stereo are gone. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not 1997 anymore. Uh, No one's, it's still out there. Don't get me wrong. I still have a passion for it. And and, and the other thing is my son, I'm looking at his car outside the window here. He Mm -hmm. he got his little Volkswagen Jetta. And like within a couple of weeks, he went out and I think Best Buy and bought some stereo and speakers and stuff. He looked on YouTube and installed it all himself. And it looks great and sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, you got that too. I mean, it's not professional. It could be better for sure. But, um, a lot of people are doing stuff like that themselves, but I, I, growing up in the eighties, I had my blah punk system and my Nissan mm-hmm. hard body and, you know, the big old speakers and the, and the, and the boom box and the, yeah. uh, and the bed and all that kind of stuff. But you know, so, yeah, some of the kids around here still have that, but it's just not as big as it was. It's I, not I don't as big as it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. So, you know, since that industry has kind of dropped off, you know, no one's going in there and becoming, uh, uh, you know, a certified installer for it. So the, mm. the pool to pull from is is definitely dwindled. Interesting. So, um, and the best people to come into this job is just like myself. You want a car audio guy. You want a remote start installer because the transition 
is is so easy. I mean, right. you're going from installing a remote start into a vehicle, which is between 20 and 30 connections typically, okay, down mm-hmm. to a three-wire tracking system installation. Yeah. If you can handle you know, 30 wires, you can handle three. I, absolutely, I would think so. <laughs> I'm no expert on that, but that makes yeah. sense to me. But, you know, one, I was talking to a uh, mechanic shop just recently, and they were having the same issue. A guy that owns a um, very big mm-hmm. um, mechanic shop, and I call it a mechanic shop, but it's auto repair or whatever. And um, he was having a hard time getting certified mechanics. So what he did was he started a intern internship program. Mm-hmm a paid internship program Mm -hmm. where he's training these guys from day one. And along the way, they're getting certifications. They're getting all this stuff and they're becoming very loyal to this man Mm -hmm. and this company. And he's, is it's, I think the program's only about two years old now and he's doing an amazing job. And I love it because he's taking people that have ambition skills and he's teaching them people skills. He's doing like what a lot of companies out there, some people have their political values, views about like mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A and stuff like that, but they train their employees how to be great people in the community. And that's what he's doing too in this whole program. And I just think it's brilliant. That might be a, just something to consider as well. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. So I'm in the process right now and I'm about, I would say 50 to 60% done with it, but I'm, I'm, I'm building an online training course to teach people how to become GPS tracking installers. So that's the next iteration of where we're going with this. Um, again, I feel the need. Uh, I could use people in my own camp to do installations for us. And why not go out there, educate the world, help people succeed in business. There it is again. Okay. Yeah. Train them. Here's a, it's a very reasonable fee. You come in, there's an online course. By the time you're done with the course, I'm going to give you a certification. And now you're in my database. Mm-hmm. I got a group of 600 people on Facebook who are constantly sharing work back and forth with each other across the country. That's awesome. So a guy in Texas calls up and says, hey, I just got a phone call in Michigan for 20 installs. Who could handle it? I'm not driving mm-hmm. from Texas to Michigan to go do some installs. <laughs> and then, you know, there's a guy in Michigan who says, hey, you know what? I got a slow week in my car audio shop. I'll gladly go do those installs for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful model. Um, uh, Everything you said right there, because like from the online training, first off, a lot of, I mean, online training is the thing right now. That's Mm -hmm. just the bottom line. There's no doubt about it. People want to learn technical skills online from experts who are doing what they want to learn. They're not looking for expert teachers. They're looking for experts doing what they do. And they're also teaching Mm -hmm. and not everybody wants to be a business owner. Many just want to be technicians True, and they're perfectly fine with that. Mm -hmm. So you got the best of both worlds there. You're training technicians who, by the way, can get the the, the knowledge to start their own business as well. Yeah. Or at least operate in such a way. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's freaking awesome, man. I love it. So brother, we are at the point where we are going to pay it forward. You ready to do Mm -hmm. that? Absolutely. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. I got three for you. Excellent. Practice gratitude first thing every morning. Yes, sir. Immediately upon waking up, write down five things that you're grateful for. Um, number two, exercise. Make sure you sweat daily. I don't care how you feel. I'm two care. for two so far. Let's keep That's going. That's good. Me too. <laughs> uh, number three is continually educate yourself. I don't care if it's one page a day. Make sure you read something. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely love that. I get educated just by being on these conversations and Mm -hmm. goodness, I've got books everywhere. (laughs) I'm losing my mind over here. What, uh, you, some of what you just mentioned are rituals, but what are some other rituals that make a big impact in your life? So, um, I work very closely with, uh, with Ryan Stuman. 
Oh, yeah. At a Break Free Academy out of Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my life has literally changed since getting involved with that guy in this program. So, you know, if I had him, I would take it off because he's he's a real deal. Rough around the edges, but the man is the real deal. And he has um, a pretty much a program that he came up with called the G-Code, the Greatness Code. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's four areas of life that you need to focus on every day. And we just mentioned them in some of my pay it forward stuff. So number one is gratitude. Practice gratitude daily. Genetics. Every day work on yourself. So that's your your health. Watch what you're eating. You know, watch the alcohol consumption uh, as well as, you know, whatever other crap you're going to put into your body. Um, number three is grind. And grind is, you know, you working every day. You you doing whatever it is that's producing revenue for you, whether it's passive or, you know, you actually have to go and, and be active within a business. Uh, and the final piece of the puzzle is your group and your group. You have to pay attention to your group and your group is your family, your immediate family, your employees, your network. You have to go in there and you have to focus and spend some time in each of those areas daily. So I actually, uh, I use Evernote. I put in a, a four check boxes. So I have this little list here and it says, you know, what am I, what am I, what is my daily gratitude? So I have five spots for gratitude. So I write down five things in the morning around seven or eight o'clock at night. I go back and I write down five wins for that day. Uh, then I, I, I focus on my grind and I always focus on the group. So I have these check boxes. So I'm literally going into Evernote every day and I'm going down this checklist. Just It's a system and a process for myself personally. Yeah, systems in your personal life and systems in your business. I, I just there's I got so many systems I can't even. I mean that I've used over the years, um, and regardless of what you use, guys, whether it's written, some people mm-hmm. like to use their journals, which I do, but I also like some automation stuff that reminds me on my phone. <laughs> I just need that sometimes because I I have my a lot of these days I have a lot of white space on my calendar because I design my life that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if like, for instance, it just so happens that I have an interview on Monday, which is rare, I have to make sure I get reminded of that <laughs> well ahead yeah. of time. Excellent. Yeah, Ryan, uh, Ryan was episode 250 okay. uh, on my show. Uh, cool cat. If we're talking about the same one. Oh yeah. That's yeah. definitely him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just a cool, cool dude, man. we had a great conversation. And, uh, so guys go back and listen to that uh, episode as well. If you want to know who Ryan is and where he's getting this information from episode 250, I'll have it linked up in the show notes. So what are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Um, I just wrapped up, uh, a book called the 100 mile mindset by a guy named Nate Bailey, also a veteran. Um, and I actually met him, uh, from, from attending some of Ryan's events and being within that circle. And he's just, <laughs> dude's incredible. And, uh, he wrote this book after completing a hundred mile ultra marathon. And it took yeah, him. Three I've heard of him. I've read, I've heard of the book and I've heard of him, but I have not read that mm-hmm. book yet or had the opportunity to uh, talk with him yet. Yeah. The guy's mental toughness is just, it's mm-hmm. through the roof. And, and that inspires me because I feel that that's an area that I can definitely improve on. And, you know, looking at, at what this guy did, what his life was before, you know, he had an, uh, an insurance agency that he wound up selling. He was a little bit overweight, kind of like me, you know, business owner wasn't exactly happy and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And then boom, he just, he got mentally tough and went out there and changed things around. And um, he's just doing some incredible stuff. 
And I love how you said that, how he, where he was before, and then he got mentally tough. Not that he was born mentally tough, guys. <laughs> Listen to the terminology. He, he did a few things. I'm sure he read some books. I'm sure he got around some of the right guys, maybe even some as well as some of the right women, just the right people. Mm-hmm. And he got around the people who were basically where he wanted to be or had that mental toughness that he could, you know, dive into. Uh, some people just have it and they just click and say, OK, I'm done. I'm going out for, you know, this main, you know, 100 mile run or whatever. But uh, most people, they have to. Let's, let's put it this way. Myself, I have to get into some books because I fall back every once in a while too. Then I'll go read a book or listen to a book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins or any of these other books and get on these conversations with these amazing people. And then I just get motivated again. It's like taking a shower, man. You've got to shower every day to keep mm-hmm. the stink away. you got to get around the right people to keep the right mindset, man. Yeah, very true. Very cool. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? The surroundings. Elaborate on that a little bit. Um, I think, um, listen, just being brutally honest, I'm a transparent kind of guy. And I just like to tell it how it is. I think most people average. And again, it's not, I'm not trying to knock anybody here. I just think that most people will, will settle very easily. They get complacent um, and they're just not pushed and they don't want to get uncomfortable at all. Mm. You know, so you have uh, family, friends, coworkers, you know, people just hanging around, sitting around, watching the news, filling their minds with garbage nonstop. And it just, um, it, it breeds, you know, breeds average, it breeds, breeds complacency, you know? And, and I think it's so important to go out on a regular basis and get really uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Um, I've been having this conversation personally because I'm in a situation I had never considered. I'm extremely comfortable mm-hmm. uh, economically. Um, I don't have to work, but I do stuff like this and I do what else, everything else I do because I got to keep my mind sharp. I can't afford to get too comfortable because then I will, If you, I don't know if you've seen the new Avengers, but I don't want to end up like Thor. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that guy. Um, and I hope I didn't, well, this is going to air later on anyway, so I'm not too worried about it and it's already out. So (laughs) too bad, (laughs) but the bottom line is, man, I don't want to be that guy, man. I just, I got to stay sharp. I got to stay sharp for myself, for my health, my family and and those around me. I just, I just have to. I agree. Yeah. So what does being a man of abundance mean to you? Good question. Um, I think you need to wake up every day with a purpose which is is much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to constantly, A, you need to establish goals and you need to work towards those goals every day. And it, it doesn't have to be a massive step every day, little bits at a time. And then, you know, you look back three years and you're like, holy shit, look what I just did. You know, it didn't happen overnight. It took you three years. But if you, if you move that, that ball a little bit every day, you're going to get there. This is the part that so many people have a problem with is instant gratification. Uh And I'm not picking on any particular um, millennials or, you know, whatever it Uh it does. It's not, it does not discriminate on generations because all generations deal with this. They want that. They want it now. They want it quick. They want it as quick as, you know, Tupac got it or Jay-Z or Uh Elon Musk or you name it, whoever. Yep. And the fact of the matter is, if you, Gary Vaynerchuk, I did a post a while back about 
stop trying to be Gary Vaynerchuk today. Mm-hmm. Who Ga- Gary Vaynerchuk is today? Because you got to go back and look at his ugly YouTube videos and yeah. realize the dude put in time and effort and blood, sweat, and tears. He sure did. And as soon as you take two steps forward and get no results, you're like, ah, that don't work. Doesn't work for me. I'm yeah. not going to the gym no more. I didn't lose that. I didn't get a six pack ab in two days. So they quit. Mm-hmm. You gotta, it, it takes three years. You yeah. know, it takes a while. But it's that constant, like you said, it's perfect, man. It's that it's that just constantly going at it. I love it. So before we close this up, man, I'm going to have all of your links and everything linked up in the show notes, guys. So you don't have to worry about writing any of that down. But what did we not talk about today, Thomas, that we that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? And any other ways that we can get in contact with you and get more of you? Sure. So um, I know you get, you're going to put the links up there, but I have a new website being released within the next by the time this airs, it'll probably be live. Uh, ThomasKeenan.com in there is going to be links for my book, um, how to get involved in my training course, uh, coaching programs that we're about to launch as well uh, mm-hmm. for service-based small business owners. Um, that's the biggest thing that we're working on currently over here. And uh, in my end, um, other than that, I mean, we covered a lot today. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, make sure you go over and take a look at those links and get into the information and find out if it's something that you want to get into, because I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be quality information and it's going to give you the skills, the knowledge and the connections that you need in order to succeed at whatever part of the industry that you want to succeed at. And as a man or a woman for that case, because about 50% Mm -hmm. of our listeners are ladies. Uh, They're listening for a reason too. So um, make sure you go over there and get that information and get connected with Thomas and his team, because man, this is just amazing stuff. Brother, I appreciate you. Go out, live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward like you are, because it is making a huge difference. And I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate being here today. My pleasure, man. All right, guys, so your action step today is a little bit different. I'm going to share an action step with you that I share with my clients, and it makes a huge impact in their life and their business. And it's what I refer to as TTT, take time to think. Now, how you do this is you sit down with a notepad, pen and paper, and you sit down in a quiet room where there's absolutely no distractions, and you plan out about 45 minutes to an hour. And at the top of that notepad, you write down one pressing question that you want to solve in your life, your business, your relationship, whatever it is, you write that question at the top of the notepad. Then you spend the next hour doing what you can and thinking about ways that you can answer that question. So for instance, if you're a business owner and you want to create a market dominating position, you have to first figure out what do I do for my clients? How is my business not necessarily just different because anybody can be different and different isn't always good, but what can I do to set myself apart from my competition in my market. Maybe it's a local market. Maybe you have a global market, but I'm getting a little bit too deep here on that particular question. But you would write at the top something like, how can I create a better experience for my customers? And then spend the next hour answering that question. Or here's a really good one that I do every once in a while for my relationship with my wife. I will write the question, what are things that I love the most about my wife? And I will write down things that she does, things that she says, little the little smile that she gives me, the look in her eye, the acts of kindness, every little thing. I will spend an hour and just write every little thing that I can think of that I love about my wife. 
And you can do this for anything that you have in your life that you want to level up on. Ask a very important question and then take an hour to answer each one of those. Very few people do this, but those of us that do, it's a huge impact on our life, on our relationships, on our resources, on our business, everything. I do this on a regular basis, and this is one thing that I do with every single one of my clients, and it makes a big impact. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.